Hey. What up? (laughs) What up, ladies and listeners? This is Sinister Sunrise. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. That was the weirdest you've said it in a while. We got that banner down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love it. Um, It's been a minute since we recorded. We got to knock some shit out today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We left you with the group episode. Yeah, wow, that seems like 7,000 years ago. We were so much younger then. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I don't know what it is, if it's the weather or the fact that I am encroaching on the big 3-0. Girl, my joints have been aching. My wrists, my knees, my ankles, they are a creaking. Everything hurts. I wore a wrist brace this week. Like straight up, everyone's like, what happened? I was like, it it hurts. They're like, well, did you beat someone? No, I didn't beat anybody up. Listen, they didn't ask that, but yeah. So honestly, I and but the stupid thing was, it was my right wrist that was hurting. So I put the brace on that and it's one of those universal ones. So I was like. How dumb will I look if I come in the next day with it on my other hand? I would love it. So, yeah. Still thinking about it. Still got it in my go bag. Bigger go home, get another one, and we're both. Dude, I was, I almost had two. I, <laughs> and then give them to me so I can heat press your initials on them. Oh, God bless. Mm-hmm. A little ghost. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you could be a ghost typer as you're writing stuff. I always have the I always have the spirits on my side. So if I do get in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Wait. For sure. I don't awesome. know why I keep going back to. I'm not. I'm a yeah. Loving, so do you want to fight somebody? Not a well, unless somebody says something about my friends, then I'll. Mm-hmm. Get them. I might beat yes. But yeah. I am say speaking of beating ass, how much violence is in your story today, Erin? Oh, shit. We've been warned There's... it's a doozy, which I've never heard her say it's not a doozy. So. They usually are. Yeah, there's just a wee bit of violence. You know what? You know what I just realized? This is the first true crime that Aaron's covered in weeks. Yeah, that's we did the swaps this summer. That's true. Yeah. So like we, we maybe are. sure maybe we share a doozy or two, but like they're not Aaron doozies. Oh so god. So it's gonna be We're back to our OG topic. Fuck. Pause I need Which... a drink. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me sip my fresco real fast. <laughs> Yeah, not sponsored, but guys, Fresca should make a comeback because it surely has in me and Sarah's life. I mean, Sarah, I think I think I was sleeping on it and you've just been a secret awesome person in the background always drinking it. But like, I remember in middle school, that is all my mom had in the refrigerator was Fresca. And then one day you were here, I was like, oh, you have Fresca. I was like, oh, I haven't had that in so long. Not only had I not had it in so long, but I had it out of a can. Mm-hmm. It's different. Haven't stopped since, baby. So Fresca... If you're listening, or listeners, if you know a connection, does your grandpa own Fresca? <laughs> Shot in the dark. Does anyone's grandfather own Fresca? Let us know. We would like to be sponsored, okay? Just listen. <laughs> the best. That was smooth. Ringing endorsement. Let me- this just said we're already sponsored by Fresca. Fresca. Sparkling soda water. Grapefruit citrus. Original. And it was established 1966. All right. No more so. advertising until they pay us. Oh, shit. Sorry. 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 <laughs> does, it, does it taste crisp? Oh, so crisp. Like the most crisp <laughs> soda I've ever had in my life. <sighs> There's actually no episode. It's just talking about Fresca today. <laughs> F stands for friends. You do stuff together. R stands for me. really, really good friends drink Fresca. <laughs> 
E is exciting news. <laughs> hey, it's Fresca. <laughs> just just then. S is for not so sinister because it's Fresca. <laughs> C is for can't believe it's Fresca. <laughs> A is for ah, it's Fresca. <laughs> Your poor husband's ear just got blown out. Sorry. You know, we're like, ah, it's Fresca. Uh, yeah, sorry. Ah, it's Fresca. Yeah, there we go. Or, ah, it's Fresca. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if we are sponsored now. I think Billboard, I'm out of here. Are there a little jingle or something? Because member of the story, Mr. Crisp, editor-in-chief, he was, we all joked and gave him a lot of shit for it when he was drinking those beers that it was Crisp. Oh, yeah. Bud Light, their next Billboard. Was just a picture of a Bud Light with the giant word crisp, period. <laughs> so they're always listening. Always. Should he have gotten royalties? I think so. Should Maybe. I have saved those Snapchats? Probably. Granted, he wasn't drinking Bud Light, though, so. He was not. He was <gasps> drinking some 14% something something. Yeah. Long the Hara. Stouts. Or the Hara. No. <laughs> it was Oy. funny. It's fine. Every- you know what? When in doubt, drink something that's crisp. That's all I gotta say. I like that. Speaking of crisp, can we believe false fall is already happening? It is so you happening. Know what that means? I'm so happy. Real fall is right around the corner. Yes. We are approaching. <sighs> and the best thing ever was getting your Halloween party invite. I already have ideas. Oh <laughs> yes. my God. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Costumes. I have no idea what I'm doing yet, though. You know, I had to lock that date in mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited because I that'll be on a, on a Saturday towards the end of October. I will work for like maybe four or five days and then i'm off for like a solid week That'll very be really excited nice. yeah very excited the next few months are gonna be I'm looking forward to them nice but i yes, always Halloween. feel like i don't know maybe it's just because it's fall and it's nicer out but i feel like it's just like the busiest time of year like i have like a whiteboard just on my fridge and it's filling up with like stuff going on during the weekends and whatnot yeah like it just flies by yeah i think this is the first year where we're not inundated no offense we are honored to be guests at weddings but it's the first one where we are not where i'm not like holy shit scrambling and trying to remember who's in what or like yeah we were guests at two we will i am in one all summer all fall unless somebody's having a surprise shotgun wedding that i don't know about Mm -mm. after the end of october i'm done Clay's been a little spicy. There might be time for another shotgun wedding. Out. In. <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, I feel you. We love fall, though. We love Busy with fall. good stuff. And also, like, you don't sweat when you go outside, so. Most yeah. importantly. Most importantly. Summer's still my fave, but fall's pretty good. Psh, whatever, girl. Sarah, what's your favorite season? That in between fall and winter, like when it's really cold, but like the snow hasn't really hit yet. So mm-hmm. it's not like really? a wet cold. Mm-hmm. Well, not really cold. Like we're talking 30s. I still call that winter. Winter. It's early winter. Like you're not it's in like the no single digits. Winter. No, nothing There's sloggy no yet. <laughs> I feel that. I love it. I love a December. I love a mm-hmm. December. But I, I will say I do like at least a light dusting on Christmas. I'm. It's just how I am. How are the <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to keep the tangent going because I've never heard of this old wives tale, but one of my coworkers told me. Yeah. Um, apparently, the number of foggy August mornings you have is how many snow days what? that you'll get. And we've how had early- a lot of foggy. How foggy early days you got to get up to see the fog, though? That's the real question. I've seen it. <laughs> so I've seen at least, to work. at least one. Oh, there's been like multiple. I also watched this TikToker who explained a lot of, like, the way bees are storing their honey means it also is going to be very cold and, like, snowy. 
Well, they're, they're packing it really tight to the top or something. I know there's like oh, two compartments in a beehive, like a, a man-made one. Mm-hmm. And one is where the queen lives. Hey. And one is where like all the <laughs> honey is. And they're like stocking it so tight up towards the queen bee, which so usually they, means it's going to be fucking cold. So they know. Move over, meteorologist. It's yeah. the bee's turn. <laughs> Passed on the mic. I would actually, yeah. I, I don't want to listen to that actually. No, I don't want to listen to it, but like, could you just like put some music over the buzzing and then some subtitles that say, yo, it's going to be a cold one? <laughs> it's just the bees moving around. Bring back Jerry Seinfeld. Love to the voice. It's oh, cold. I've never seen that movie. I know. We'll note it. Okay. The bee movie. Doesn't she, doesn't she like, doesn't a human fall in love with a bee? Yeah. yeah I mean, I've it's never a little seen strange. It. Oh mm-hmm. my God. When you take a real hard look at it, yeah. It's a little okay. problematic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Nothing's worse than sausage party, so. <laughs> My eye just twitched. Don't you? <laughs> ah! I still have never seen that movie. I can, I feel like I could talk about, Wes, cut, all, cut this part out, but I feel like I could talk about, I just saw the movie Luca. We can talk about that a little bit. I'm just talking about movies I've never seen. Do we want to save the true crime for the second part? Or I didn't know if you were trying to like lead into your mushroom thing. If you wanted to bring it up. That's what we're doing? Did I miss that entire part? No, I'm sorry. I didn't no. know if we were if we were talking about it in this part or the second part. I didn't I didn't hear it. Or that. if you wanted to bring it up at all. Which one is the short one then? I think the second part might be a bit shorter. Okay, then I'll second part I'll say it. Okay. Should I talk about Luca now? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Wes, we're good. But speaking of movies I have seen. I just saw Luca, the Disney movie. That came out a long fish time ago. One, yes. The ocean one? They're, they're sea creatures. Sea creatures, okay. That's they're right. They're sea monsters. It is uh, a really cute It's way. actually really fucking cute. I've like heard it's good, actually. It, it is was very good. cute. So shout out to Luca. I don't think it's as good as like Coco, but you know, it was it was cute. <gasps> My heart can't take another Coco. I'm happy it's a Luca. I don't need you to be a Coco. I only need one of those. Yeah. I was sobbing embarrassingly watching that. Like I was um Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, like, um, excuse me, there's been complaints of like an old woman wailing <laughs> on the I know, she's really loud. <laughs> Could have been me. Oh my gosh. Does no, it, it was that it was one tug on your heartstrings too, or Oh yeah. There's definitely oh, especially like seeing those kinds of mu- movies as in like an as an adult. Come on. Yeah. You you hear all the like underlying stuff and then like mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some moments where you're like, Oh my god, he's mm-hmm. doing the thing. <laughs> Very cute. Um <laughs> Well, that's why I haven't seen Soul. Is because I saw Coco, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't need any more. Soul, you saw it. Ball. Yeah, it was so good. I <gasps> oh, I remember one. Soul. You watched oh. it. Okay, so I haven't seen that. Actually, I know how good it is because I just got goosebumps off the back of my neck. So yes. Okay, wait. Really you good. have seen Coco? I've not seen Coco or Luca. Okay, so we need to watch Coco, Luca. We're adding to our list of movies. We <laughs> yes, need to watch. and Soul. Okay, perfect. Because all of us have seen at least one of those. Take a whole weekend and watch Stop. all these movies back to back to back. And, then and the have, B and movie. Then like, and on like an <laughs> actual, like, I don't know. They're all That'll be the palate cleanser. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to listen with us, um, that list one more time is B movie, Coco, Luca, and Soul. We are adult women. Yep. And we don't need your judgment. We yeah. don't. We don't. If you love it, let us know. I feel like we are going to judge Aaron's topic a little bit. I feel like it's going to make me sad, make me mad, make me happy. It's going to do a lot of feelings for me, question mark. If Maybe you're happy at this. But I think there'll be a lot of, like, discussion. Like, so I'm going to be mad at you? Ish. Maybe. I don't know. She said my favorite C. Okay. Well, 
my favorite scene. Conspiracy. I think you guys know this. I think so. If you didn't want me excited, you should not have said conspiracy because now something inside me has peaked. We have perked. We're here. Well, this there's a lot more to the story than I realized. So, all right. Are you guys ready? I am. For me, any more any more banter? Never been more ready. No more banter. No more banter. No more banter. Okay. Um, So today I am traveling back in time to post Civil War era Kansas for my story on the Bloody Benders. The what? The Bloody Benders? No one? Okay. Is that the morning after you drink? What is that? The Bloody Benders? Okay, never mind. Maybe you don't. Wait. Wait, what? Do you know? No. Civil War. This is perfect. No, this is even better. I feel bad that we don't know. I feel like we're supposed to know because you said. Wait, do it one more time. Do it one more time. There's no. No, one more time. The time has passed. We can't. Just one more. Today, I am traveling back in time. Okay. To post Civil War here again. Oh, she's going. Oh, she's going. For my story on the Bloody Benders. Oh, the Bloody Benders! We've been dying to hear about these benders. I'm bending over backward. Just tell me. (laughs) That I shall. I didn't know how many details there were. I hope you tell me all of them so I know this story. I'm ready to hear your take on this that I know so much about. (laughs) Perfect. It's even better that you guys don't know it, though. No, this is good. Okay. Did she say we don't know it? I feel like we've definitely shown. We just proved that we did, but okay, Aaron. (laughs) You're right. Judgment. (laughs) So a little bit of, I guess, a little history lesson first. Yes. (laughs) Sarah's ears are perked. Second favorite C. (laughs) The home first one's conspiracy. What? First one is conspiracy. What's the second one? Yeah. Crime. <laughs> she said history lesson, Sarah. What did you think I said? History class? No. no. What did you think she said, Sarah? Because I was like, <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> there has to be another one. <laughs> said something that sounded like no I think you said history and it sounded like I had a I'll be right back I'll be right back I said post civil war it's civil I don't know (laughs) my second favorite word civil (laughs) I'm nothing if not civil (laughs) holy shit my eyes as a matter of fact my second favorite scene is civil I'm crying oh that's my favorite scene crying (laughs) <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so red. Oh. My god. <laughs> I feel like Kitty Foreman. <laughs> okay. All right. Iron, what's going on with these benders? All right. <laughs> white man for a moment like yeah <laughs> me man's playing this to you man history <laughs> so sad. holy fuck okay uh, okay I'm all in perfect I'm, I won't 
you wanted banter right in between <laughs> Wes cut that to where it, it makes sense and shows how much we were laughing but like cut some of that out <laughs> okay Aaron what's your topic again <laughs> The, the bloody thunders. Yeah, that's right. And Kansas, you said Kansas State or Kansas City? Kansas. Sorry, right, Kansas. Kansas the state. Okay. okay. So a little history. The Homestead Act of 1862 makes parts of Kansas available for European settlers to claim if they agree to farm and develop the land for a number of years. The area had been previously occupied by the Osage Indians. And by previously occupied, I mean they were kicked out of their homes and made to settle in a new territory. Mm, shocker. Mm. Yeah. If we've learned anything from Sarah's story about the Harp Brothers. Oh. Yep. yep. I did not put that episode number and I should have. It's like but five, five it. back. Yeah. It's recent. You'll find it's it. It's a recent one. Yeah. Um, we know that living on and traveling throughout the prairie wasn't for the faint of heart. No. No. Someone heading west with the goal of starting a new life in Kansas would likely hike the Osage Mission Independence Trail, which stretched from Independence to Fort Scott. It's quoted as being one of the busiest transportation roads of the era. Travelers would be carrying a lot of their wealth with them. They may have up to $2,000 to $3,000 in their pockets, which today would be way over $60,000. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Ooh, if you abandon it, that's a good road to be on. Mm-hmm. And, like, the inflation uh, calculator I used only goes back to, like, 1913. So probably way, way over that amount. Wow. One family who stakes a claim on the Kansas frontier are the Benders. In 1871, the German family of four builds a one-bedroom cabin, a barn, and a corral on a 160-acre parcel of land in the unincorporated town of Cherryvale. The family consists of 60-ish-year-old patriarch John Bender, who goes by Paw. Others call him Old Beetlebrow John because of his bushy eyebrows. <laughs> beetles don't have eyebrows? Maybe they like look like beetles. I think they look like beetles. Oh. Beetlebrow, you know, like... That's what I'm getting from it. <laughs> I've never either, but... Okay. Beetle brown. Beetle browed. I think like a caterpillar brow. Yeah. Beetle brow. Say it again. Beetle browed. What? Yeah, he's beetle browed. That's it. Say this the say the whole name. Old beetle browed John. Old beetle browed. <laughs> <laughs> you got bugs on your face, John. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, having shaggy and projecting eyebrows. I think I've heard of it before but quote beetle browed neanderthals <laughs> end quote neanderthal. oh sorry john <laughs> i mean that kind of does fit him a bit because he's described as being a massive guy standing at over six feet tall big boy the matriarch elvira um, some other sources call her almira so i'm just going to stick with her nickname ma is around <laughs> love that for 40 to 50 years old she isn't the most attractive and isn't very friendly. Oh, wow. The town's fork. Oh, excuse me. Fork. Uh, that's what some sources said. I'm only stating the facts. Damn. You should let them people talk about your wife like that, John? Come on now. She thought he was beetle brown. <laughs> the townsfolk reportedly call her a she-devil. I bet her name was not Elvira. I bet they made that name. Yeah. Elvira is very like a vampiress name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean, oh, what's her, uh, Mistress of the Dark? Isn't that her name? Perhaps. Perhaps it is. Elmira Ma. All right, the she-devil. The Ma. Yes. yes. So we have Ma and Pa. 
Ma, they're calling you a she-devil. <laughs> she, along with Pa, are difficult to understand because of their accents and the fact that they speak little English. Their son, John Jr., is a charming lad believed to be in his 20s. He isn't afraid to socialize with the town's inhabitants, but people think he's odd because he would have these random fits of hysterical laughter. Oh, God. Kind of like <laughs> us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Been there, done that. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> what was his name? John Jr. That's going to be hard to remember. <laughs> Beetle brow boy. <laughs> The beetle fell too far from the brow. (laughs) (laughs) The last and most speculated member of the family is Kate. The Bender daughter was described as a beautiful 20-something-year-old. She's tall, petite, and has long dark hair. She's outgoing and flirty. Kate is also a self-proclaimed spiritualist. And for the right price, she could help you find a missing item or talk to a deceased loved one. Okay, Kate. Okay. She claimed to be able to concoct elixirs containing healing properties that could cure just about any ailment. Kate holds seances in the Bender home, and she works at hotels in Cherryvale in Independence during the day as a healer, only charging a fee if her powers cure the client. Oh. That's pretty cool. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big deal for back then. Honest yeah. businesswoman, Kate. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneur. And also, in town, she gave lectures on spiritualism. During these presentations, according to legendsofamerica.com, it was common for Kate to speak on topics of free love and women's rights. Hey. Okay, I'm liking Kate. Yeah. Um, however, some sources say she also discussed the justification of murder. Oh, 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 oh. But that may not be completely accurate, which I feel like is like theme of this story, because you'll discover that a lot of it, a lot of the story just may have been misconstrued as time has gone on. Okay. Um, it's kind of hard just to determine, like, what actually is fact and what is just complete fiction. Okay. Okay. For example, there are rumors Kate dabbled in sex work to earn more money. Another source suggests she may have referred to herself as the reincarnation of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I mean, nobody's perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. And pop, pop off this. Do what you want. Yeah. Kate ultimately gains notoriety in town, but her beliefs have some calling her satanic. I mean, if you look at where you're at, I don't think you're in the most accepting area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she sounds like she came in real hot. Oh, yes. Okay. Do I want to like Kate? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, yeah. Okay. We can just, we'll, we'll discuss. Okay. Right now, just put a pin in it. I like her. Like I said, um, she is probably the most like speculated member of the family. All right, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. In May 1871, the body of a man is found in Drum Creek. The victim died from blunt force trauma to the head, and his throat had been cut. In February 1872, two more men with similar injuries were discovered. These deaths don't seem to raise any alarms, though, which isn't uncommon for the time, since murder was pretty frequent on the frontier. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. In mm In 1872, the Benders decide to turn their home into an inn for weary travelers looking for food and shelter during their long journey. A lawn sheet of canvas is erected in, like, the exact, like, middle of the room, which splits the family's quarters from the section containing a kitchen and table where travelers could sit and eat a warm meal. Above the front door is a sign that advertised groceries for those needing to stock up on supplies and dry food. The modern-day rest stop had one interesting feature. 
A cellar was excavated several feet down in the center of the cabin. The hole was covered with a door and a leather strap was attached, allowing the vendors easy access to the space. If this was a cellar for perishables, this was a strange way to make it. And I looked this up. So typically, those wanting a root cellar at that time would construct it outside of the home, either into the side of a nearby hill or by just building a separate structure entirely. Do you know why? Why they did it that way? Yeah. Like, I don't... So you don't have to take up space in your little tiny home. And a hillside is, depending on where the sun is, it could remain cooler. And you don't have that. to go down. You can just go into the hillside. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. I'm following. Yeah. By spring, the Bender Inn is open for business. There weren't many establishments like it at the time. Some would say the Bender's business model was slightly flawed, though, because the tavern couldn't be spotted from the bustling Osage Trail. So that they, you know, want their business to be profitable when they want travelers to find that in easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, okay, we're going to play a little game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you a situation with some choices. Oh. You tell me what you guys think. Okay. A man named William McRoddy is walking down the trail. So what do you think happens to him? One, he is met by highwaymen who attack him, leaving him within an inch of his life. Okay. He is powerless to stop them from robbing him. Okay. Okay. Two, he comes across a group of pissed off Indians who kill him. Oh, my God. Three, as he gets closer into town, he spots a sign that says Bender traveling in. The dwelling seems to be a warm welcome after his long journey in less than ideal conditions. He decides he could kick his feet up for a few hours and eat a decent meal before continuing on with his trip. Or four, he cuts his losses and continues the trek to his new homestead. He may be tired, but there will surely be other places he can stop at. C. I bet it. I bet it's C. (laughs) It is. While options one and two that I mentioned were fairly common, McCrady has had a safe trip thus far and decides to stop at the Bender Inn. (laughs) Which, again, was originally a one-bedroom house, right? Um, yeah. Or wait, is it a one-room house or one-bedroom? That actually, actually, huge. That actually, actually, that makes a big difference. Um, I'm not sure how many <clears throat> bedrooms. It, it makes it seem like it's a really like cozy quarters type situation. They say cozy and they mean small. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, they also have a barn and stuff, so I don't know if they have other. Okay. All right. They're getting upscale in my head. situations, but half of it was for the family, and the other half is in. With okay. a canvas tarp between them. Nice and private. Oh, Luxury. Yeah. <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> They're glamping the right now. They're what? They're glamping right now. Oh, I mean, basically, just don't fall in the cellar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The actual events can't be confirmed, but this is the story that is circulated to this day. Whoa. Inside the tavern, McCrawley asks for a meal. While Ma prepares the dish, Kate leads him to a table and offers him the head of uh, excuse me, the head chair to sit in. <laughs> this particular chair is facing the front door with the back to the curtain acting as the divider. So, like, if I'm the one sitting in the head chair, the curtain is behind me. Mm-hmm. Just like those curtains behind but you. you can see the front door, so that's good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. McCrady is served coffee during his wait, and Kate joins him at the table, asking him questions. Who is he? Why is he out traveling this way? Girl, get out of his business. Is he meeting up with his family? Is is he lonely? <laughs> Maybe she's lonely. <laughs> McCrady's answers suggest he's an affluent man traveling on his own. No one would be looking for him anytime soon. Oh no! Oh no! 
At one point during their conversation, Kate signals to Paw. Most sources seem to think this wasn't a verbal signal, but a visual signal like a nod. Paw sees the signal and emerges from behind the curtain with a hammer in hand. <gasps> Whoa. Paw strikes McCrotty over the head with the hammer, rendering him unconscious. Kate grabs a knife, and before McCrotty comes to, she slits his throat. Whoa. Whoa. This is the man in the, in, in the pond? In the river? No, no this, this is, is a different person. person. Oh, God. Yep. All killed the same way. Mm-hmm. Ah, good ears. The vendors gather around the body and search his pockets, taking anything of value. After McCrotty is stripped of all of his valuables, his corpse is dropped in the cellar. Pa and John Jr. later dispose of it in the backyard. Any evidence of McCrotty's visit is erased in a matter of hours. That seems silly. Thank you. I was Why would they waste the time dropping it down there to, to b- pick it back up and bury it in the yard? Huh. I'm with you. I also immediately was like, is there a door going from the cellar outside? No. Well, also, it could just depend on maybe, like, the time of day. Like, if it's, like, daylight out, maybe they don't. Like, they needed a place to hide in case anybody came over. Mm-hmm. And then the okay. Dead of night. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. I see your logic. Yep. I see it. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Henry McKenzie, donning a brand new Stetson hat and shiny leather boots, also pays the vendor in a visit. <laughs> According to stories, after Mackenzie is murdered, the vendors are surprised to discover he only has 40 cents on him. Affluent <gasps> oh, my ass. <laughs> I love it. That, like, one final just middle finger, like, excuse me? Uh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Kate allegedly is so enraged, she stabs his corpse multiple times. Girl, chill. Fuck. That is not very free love of her. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it is interesting because... Something that's been widely up for debate is whether the vendors chose their victims. Um, some claim the vendors were cunning killers who only attacked, you know, the wealthiest of travelers because they were in it for the money. Others, however, say they killed for the thrill of it. And anyone was fair game. Well, I mean, either could be true, but if it's they're looking for money, they're not really good at finding marks. It seems like they're not raking in the cash. Yeah. Unless 40 cents now equates to like $2,000. I don't think it does. No, I don't think so. No. No. That's not what they were looking for. In March 1873, local physician Dr. William York is unsettled when he hears news of his friend, George Lonker's disappearance. Lonker hasn't been seen for two weeks after he set out on the Osage Trail with his young daughter. His wife had recently passed, and he was taking his daughter to see his wife's family. And just a brief side note, the daughter's age is unknown, um, some sources I read say she was eight years old, while others say she was as young as 18 months old. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So quite a range. Yeah. Either way, she's young. Dr. York decides to search for his friend, taking the same route he had, stopping by houses and taverns along the way to ask if any of the locals had seen him. Dr. York makes a stop at the Bender Inn after hearing from locals in Cherryvale that Lonker may have stopped there. Inside the inn, he describes his missing friend to the vendors and tells them he would have been traveling with his horse. And Dr. York was never seen again. (laughs) Oh my god. Bruh. It is assumed the vendors murdered Dr. York because they thought he was too much of a liability. Asking too many questions. But Ted Lasso said to be curious, not judgmental. I'm both, bruh. (laughs) Just trying to live. <laughs> like, ugh. damn. Okay, shoot. That's wild. 
Wouldn't it be just as easy to be like, not nah, I haven't seen him. Or he left here at 8 a.m., blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kate, I thought she was smarter. By spring of that year, rumors of travelers disappearing on the Osage Trail spread throughout Independence. Many people start avoiding the trail altogether. One person who hears these rumors is Colonel York. He hasn't heard from his brother, Dr. William York, in a while and is afraid he may be one of the rumored missing. Ooh. He sends out a search party who questioned the locals using force if necessary and force they did use. Uh, they attack those they deemed as spiritualists or dishonorable in nature. Oh my God. The vendor's neighbors, the roaches, were also assaulted by the search party. The roaches? Man, the that's roaches. unfortunate. <laughs> that's the mer- roaches. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Bringing it back. You can name yourself anything. And you pick roaches? I got questions. Mr. and Mrs. Roach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was so... You Come on now. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Maybe they was mean. We don't know. Ma- what? They might be mean people. I they might be. I hope, if your name is Roach, that you're not mean, because that's two strikes. <laughs> I bet they have a hard exterior, a soft interior. <laughs> <laughs> did they live after they were assaulted? Like, like they I think they did. <laughs> I don't. I think so. Okay. Like a like a cockroach <gasps> just comes back. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you that. Okay. That's next week's episode. <laughs> the cockroaches. The cockroaches. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that Colonel York personally stops by the Bender Inn. Yeah. And? Danger, danger. Take a breath. Kate answers the door, and when questioned about his brother's whereabouts, she tells Colonel York that his brother had stopped by the inn but had left after purchasing a meal. She suggests he may have had an unfortunate run-in with Indians. How convenient. Boo. Kate attempts to use her abilities to pinpoint Dr. York's location, but to no avail. <laughs> I'm sensing a lot of dirt. I'm like, mm, okay, bitch. <laughs> Before Colonel York departs, he allegedly spots his brother's saddle inside the cabin. Oh, no. <gasps> oh. It could be just one of those stories that's been passed down, though. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it could be a pretty special saddle. With accusations flying and the town coming under scrutiny, the Osage Township holds a meeting to discuss the missing person's gossip. 75 people, including Colonel York, are in attendance, and the majority resoundingly agree that all homes in the vicinity be searched. Pa and John Jr., who are also present, are tight-lipped when they hear this decision. Stories, again, vary in regards to what happens next. Some sources say the benders flee that same night and are gone for weeks before anyone notices they're missing. A medium.com post suggests that timeline isn't likely, especially if the town had, like, just agreed to inspect everyone's homes. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense. The writer who posts under the name Ruining All My Branding suggests that a few days after the benders uh, make a run for it, a neighbor notices the family's farm animals are emaciated. One of their calves uh, had even reportedly starved to death. <gasps> oh, yikes. When the neighbor investigates the property further, he discovers it's abandoned. The neighbor gathers a group of men to inspect the bender cabin. Once inside, they can't help but notice a foul smell coming from the middle of the dwelling. Oh, no. 
The trap door is even allegedly nailed shut, and they have to pry it open. When they do, the smell only gets worse. Yike. Found so, it. Some stories say body parts were in the cellar, while others say the floor was, like, coated with patches of blood. Ugh, both gross. Yeah. Both not great. Yuck. The party heads outside, where they spot several mounds of disturbed ground in the backyard and nearby orchard. <clears throat> they have unknowingly stumbled upon, quote, one of America's first mass murder burial grounds, end quote. Ooh. 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 I got chills. That's not what you want to find. No. Not at all. The burial ground was later referred to as Hell's Half Acre. Oh, my. Pretty spooky. To this day, not all of the victims have been identified, and newspapers have even reported victims' names wrong, or even, like, mixed up victims' names. Um, yeah. It's not great. No. No. If you search this case, you will discover different sources, listing different names of victims, some that have later been found to not be connected to this case at all. It's all crazy. That's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a long time ago. I don't, yeah. Bookkeeping wasn't the best back then. I have no idea. We did talk about all the reasons record keeping wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It really wasn't their jam. They're more of action people, not like write was it down jelly? people. What? Was it their jelly? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. That was pretty good, though. No. <laughs> Caught me off guard, though. The list um, I am going to read does come from that medium.com post I mentioned. Mm -hmm. The writer, to me, appears to have done a ton of research for their post. It's backed by literally, like, over 100 sources. Wow. Like, this person at the very bottom was, like, I cannot add, like, all these links and all of these, you know, notes, like, into my own, like, blog post. So she had to, like, make a whole separate one. Oh, my God. I yeah. love that, though. I love it. Okay. That's awesome. So she's done a lot. Heck yeah. Uh, or they have done a lot. Uh, so I'm just going to mention the victims that I haven't already talked about. So everyone else is has assumedly been murdered by the vendors. Okay. Sources say a stonemason who went by Jones was the victim that was discovered in the nearby creek. He's believed to have been killed by the vendors, and they believe that he was one of their victims. Benjamin Brown, a stonemason from Cedarville, Kansas, was reported missing in late November. He was identified by a silver ring on his finger. His body was actually, so I find this interesting, that it was identified, but then his body was never claimed. And he was reburied at um, the Bender Mounds. Also, I'm reburied there. I somewhere. Yeah. Also, the fact that there was a ring on him—that's mm -hmm. surprising. Yes, especially if we're gonna say they were killing people for like gain. Yeah. Financial gain. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Unless it was ritual. No. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's the big debate. debate. Like, did, did they just do it for the kick? Because they had, you know, opportunity. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. The means and motive. Mm. Yeah. Modus operandi. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying words over here. <laughs> Jack Boley from Macon City, Illinois, was traveling the area on horseback. His horse was found in Liberty, Kansas, near a train station 16 miles away from the Bender Inn. His body was identified due to this very large frame. Because he was very recognizable. Damn. <laughs> you know it's what? Very large what? Frame. 
It's like it's a I big boy. I thought you said ring again, and I was like, well, damn, are they taking anything? <laughs> All right, cool. They're scared of circles, actually. They don't yeah. want to wear them, be around My them. Jesus. Rings are safe. <laughs> they take the coins. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, what's that fear when you have afraid of when you're afraid of like holy surfaces? Oh, it's like trypanosis. Yeah. Trip. Trip. Trip phobia. I was gonna say maybe like trachytophobia or some shit like that. That's I was gonna say maybe it was something with like silver. Isn't that like vampires or something? I mean, Elvira. Werewolves. I don't know. We'll see. Trifophobia. And say that again. What is that? It's fear of holes. Ah, that can't be the right one. I didn't think it was either. Doesn't sound right. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 I think found it. It is. It is though. Oh okay. Okay. Quit <laughs> looking at it. No, I want to look at it. Looking? I couldn't. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Ooh, I didn't. It was a hand with a bunch of. Oh. Okay, go. The worst. Ew. John Boyle, who in other sources may be referred to as Peter or William Boyle, went missing on October 25th after traveling for a land negotiation. I saw your little yeah. head turn. Again, newspapers not getting things right. Maybe those are all of his nicknames. I don't know. I just feel bad. Like, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. It is not. It's not great. Uh, John's wife positively identified him by his shirt. She had personally made him. Oh, that was especially sad. Two bodies remain unidentified to this this day. One was a woman that um, there's literally no information on at all. Just a woman. Yeah. That's terrible. Woman. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, the other is a man. He, he may have been dumped, dumped in a well, well but sources vary. His body also appeared to have been burned. Interesting. Swag. Some believe this is the body of Jack Bogart, um, and they believe he may have been one of like the very first victims. I guess maybe he was one of the first to have gone missing. Huh. Mm. Stories of victims' deaths may have also been exaggerated. For example, Wonker's daughter was thought to have been buried alive because her body had no apparent injuries and dirt was found under her fingernails. Oh. Okay. Yes. But this may not be factual because other sources say her body was pretty badly beaten up. So it's like, what? Oh my god. I'm gonna need some some clarity here. Mm -hmm. The scales are crazy. Yeah. Um... So, the victims have been found, but where exactly are the vendors? Uh-huh. What happened to them? Yeah, what happened to them? You tell us. I mean, we know the story, so we want you to tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. I totally know what, what, I know exactly where they are. We want to make sure you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you will have to wait until next week, because I will make this into a little part two, because I think we'll have a lot of discussion for, for next time. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Good night. <laughs> Just make sure you know it's behind the canvas curtain. <laughs> God damn it, Aaron. I know. That is such a creepy little, little visual. Amazing. Like, I am mad at you. <laughs> Didn't I ask if I'd be mad at you? I'm mad at you. Hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Oh. Now we have to hold the anger for seven days. <laughs> and then maybe be more angry. Mm. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Okay. We could debate a lot. I'm excited. What happened to them? So that's that's the most interesting. Well, part to me. 
Okay, fine, whatever. Great. <laughs> I guess tune in next week for part two or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> I have thoughts. I'll write them down. I'll write them down. I'll bring them next week. Perfect. Sweet. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, listeners, if you liked Aaron's story, tale, whatever, uh, we'd love for you to rate and review us on iTunes, on Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, again, tune in next week for part two. Um, we will continue down our new path of uh, everyone has their own topic, and then we do a group episode. So if you have any suggestions for us, whether it be individual or group, make sure you email them to SinisterSunrisePodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook under the same name. And uh, with that, stay sinister. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs>